Welcome back, folks, to another beautiful guest episode here on the Soul Driven Podcast. If you are new to this podcast, then you're probably unaware that I am currently on a break. And in the midst of this break, I am sharing with you some of the interviews that I have done, had the privilege to do on other excellent podcasts. So it's kind of a double whammy. You get to know a little bit more about me, get to tune into an awesome conversation and potentially fall in love with another podcast. And the ones that I have chosen to share this month are some of my favorites and also some that I think like would be most helpful to you at this time, most inspiring to you at this time, and just recorded with amazing humans. So today I am sharing with you the conversation that I had with Dr. Caroline Addington on the Co-Create podcast. And we are diving in on all things like forgiveness, talking about unconditional love and the Akashic Records, um, poetry, creativity, how that is so connected to the painful parts of life, um, learning to trust our path, you know, the ups and downs of the, the human journey, because I'm forever wanting to talk about this. And I'm just excited for you because Caroline and I are both manifesting generators and I loved her energy. I, 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 I told her I was just really pumped to connect with her. Whenever I connect with other manifesting generators, I'm like, whoo, all right, let's go out and do something. <laughs> Um, and on the side note, just a few announcements. So first of all, the September Akashic Toolkit is live. You can pick that up for seven bucks. If you are looking for additional support, man, is this month's activation powerful. Highly, highly, highly recommend. I have received such fantastic feedback from folks as this is an offering that is just continuing to evolve as more channels come through each month and it is something that i create in alignment with the akashic record and the monthly akashic forecast so highly recommend checking that out especially for this month second thing is on the 19th i am hosting the level two of access the akashic records if you took the first one with me or if you have experience with the akashic records highly recommend signing up, feel free to email me if you have any questions. Of course, you will find the links for all of this in the show notes. And just the last thing, if you haven't worked with me before, or you haven't worked with me and had a an Akashic restoration session, then you are able to utilize the code new beginning and receive 10% off my Akashic soul readings right now. And the restoration restoration sessions <laughs> again you'll find more information about that in the show notes but this is such a powerful time and the work that i have been privy and honored to do with clients over the past several weeks is just you know it's it's incredible to see how we are shifting and changing in these times and i got to tell you this is the time when utilizing a tool like the Akashic Records is so powerful. But um, 
You'll hear me talk more about the Akashic Records in this beautiful conversation. So without further ado, a big thank you to Caroline for allowing me to share this and enjoy. co-create. So glad you're here. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline Addington. And today we are talking with Akashic Records reader, Anna Hendricks, about relationships, creativity, embracing the ups and downs of life, trusting our path, even when and especially when it maybe doesn't make much sense to us or to others. (laughs) So this is a great episode if You want to tune into something soulful, fully human, and deeply poetic. Mm, You're in the right place. I loved getting to connect with Anna in this episode, and I'm really excited to share it with you because it just has so many pearls of wisdom and so many moments of deep truths. So I hope you enjoy it. A little bit more about who Anna is. Anna does her work in the world as an intuitive channel, spiritual guide, and a podcaster. Through this work, she dedicates herself to reintroducing the world to its spirituality through the Akashic Records, spiritual guidance coaching, workshops, and courses designed to empower individuals to take the reins and transform their own lives. Anna is also the host of the Soul Driven Podcast, which you guys should definitely check out. It's a weekly podcast that explores the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. So you can join her over there. If you are enjoying everything that she's saying, if you're picking up everything that she's laying down, um, definitely check out her podcast, Soul Driven Podcast, for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. (gasps) We had a hummingbird just now come say hey. Ah! Hey, hummingbird. (laughs) I record podcasts from my desk and I'm always looking out the window at this like really lovely landscape. It's really nice. (laughs) I um, remember reading somewhere or hearing somewhere that looking at landscapes and like far off, you know, objects dials down our sympathetic nervous system, which controls the fight or flight response and dials up, turns the volume up on the parasympathetic, which controls the rest and digest. So little fun fact, if you're ever feeling stressed or anything or busy like a bee or, you know, in that fight or flight adrenaline type response, Look at something far away for a little while. Who knows? It might help. (laughs) But my podcasting desk faces this nice big landscape. I can see the pond. I can see the meadow. And it's it's wonderful. And so a hummingbird just flew up to say, hey. So I thought I'd pass that on. Who doesn't love hummingbirds? You know? I I haven't met a human who doesn't love hummingbirds. (laughs) All right. So before we dive into the episode, definitely 
Check out uh, emails, friends. So I send pretty cool emails if I do say so myself. If you like this episode, then you would probably love the email list because it has this tone to it. It's very soulful. It is very, very fully human. And it's often just a share from my heart to your inbox. Um, So if that's something that you're interested in, you can just head to carolineaddington.com, scroll all the way to the bottom. There's a spot to sign up. Or if you are listening on the website, then there's a link right there in the show notes that you can click on (laughs) and join the newsletter. It's a really, it's a really beautiful, nourishing space. It's like little, you know, packages of love delivered to the inbox on the reg. So without further ado, let's dive on into the rest of this episode. Enjoy, enjoy meeting Anna, enjoy soaking up all the pearls of wisdom. I definitely enjoyed soaking up all the pearls of wisdom and I'll see you in there. So like just as an opening question to dive into conversation, um, historically, the first question that I ask my guests is like, what is your essence in the world? But just this morning, actually, I was like, I think I'm going to change it up and start opening with a different question. So, <laughs> so you get to be the guinea pig. What, what do you think is like the most if sincere prayer that you've ever put out into the universe? Like, is a certain moment come to mind when I offer that up? As a lover of prayer, that's, that's a big question. Yeah. You know, I think just help, honestly, help you know, heart open, vulnerable, no expectation, just needing total help, just complete surrender. Um, to me, that is always the most powerful form of prayer. I think the prayer that, that always garners interaction and, and, you know, I I never leave those types of prayers, not feeling enormously lifted up, loved and, better, you know, just in general. So I, I, there's so many different ways that you can pray, but I, I honestly think it's the most simple prayers that are the most powerful, my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's funny you say that. Cause when I think of like my most powerful prayer, it was, I takes me to a specific moment. It's also a moment of help. Like I can't do this alone, (laughs) which is exactly great segue into actually talking about the Akashic records. Cause that's like such a huge part of what the Akashic records are is like not doing things alone. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. And certainly what, what brought me to the Akashic records. Um, I was someone who was really born into this lifetime, having a personal relationship with God. And whenever I say God, I know that that can be a, a triggering word. So I like to share that for me, God is love. So God, goddess, universe, source, whatever, whatever it is, if it's founded in love, then, then that's what I'm talking about. Um, but for me, you know, I, I always had this relationship and I was always so grateful, so thankful for this relationship, but I wanted more. I was looking for more. And when I, came to the Akashic Records, it was one of those things where I really feel like in that point in my life, 
I was getting really frustrated with my relationship with God because I was wanting so much more. And so finding the Akashic records was that way to get more, you know, that way to like feed my curiosity, to learn more about myself, the world around me, how I could be a better person, heal all the things, you know, um, when I was a kid and I would think about this concept of heaven, there were two, two main like visions that I had. And one was like sitting like in front of God, like just, and asking him like endless questions. Um, and then the second part of that was like going off in the woods and just playing with animals and being able to communicate. (laughs) (laughs) That's my heaven for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all I want. I'll be, I'll be happy. Um, But, you know, the Akashic Records, that's what they they offer to me is that love, that acceptance and and an ability to just annoy the crap out of them with all of my questions. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is like that that feeling of like wanting more and then finding that with the Akashic Records. Like, what is it specifically about the Akashic Records that feels like it scratched that itch? I think it's having a a personal relationship, you know, like even though I had a personal, have a personal relationship with God, I think that I wanted something more tangible. You know, we're human. We want to see things. We want to feel things, you know, all of that. We, we like knowing that something is alive and, and there was not ever like, that's never been a question for me in regards to who God is or does God exist? Um, but I wanted, I wanted the interaction. I wanted to really be able to clearly hear. And I think that, you know, part of what the Akashic Records does for me is it just enables me to really attune to what I was always doing, you know, throughout my life, but in, in a channel so that, um, so that I can potentially validate it more, you know, if that makes sense. Um, it was, it's just the, gosh, I have an endless amount of curiosity for myself, the world around me and being able to ask those questions and get help, you know, like just this morning, I've had a rough past couple of weeks, (laughs) like I've seriously been getting my ass kicked and I've been in the records a few times this week, just being like, what is going on? What is happening? Why is this? What, you know, like asking these questions. And it's, it's almost kind of like that parent that you could go to, um, if you were fortunate enough to have that, you know, um, the idea I should say of a parent that you could go to, um, where you could just like, let it all loose, you know, just be real, be authentic, be like, this sucks. I'm so angry, blah, blah, blah. What's going on. And actually have, you know, someone speak back to you actually have that communication. Someone who not only hears you acknowledges you, but gives you this beautiful wide perspective on whatever it is that's going on. So it can really help you better understand. So Maybe it doesn't like fix your situation and heal the thing immediately. But, you know, when we can understand more about what's happening, man, that at least for me, that gives me so much more strength to be like, okay, I can, I can keep on now. Yeah. <laughs> I can keep moving forward, you know? Yeah. 100%. I mean, I think that I was actually having a podcast conversation with someone yesterday about the, the space that, um, 
miracles are born out of, you know, mm. and that it's, it's that, that witnessing and accepting and being present with the moment. And it feels like that's what, you know, like, that's part of what I was hearing and what you're describing is like, I can be my full human self and it can be held and witnessed unconditionally. And like, that is such fertile ground for miracles to happen. Even if like the, the 3d world doesn't immediately like change and morph and da 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 that the internal world has in, in many ways changed. And that's always the first, like, that's always the kickstart. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really beautiful. I love that you shared that miracles are such a man. They are, they are a precious and honestly, I think very natural part of life, but just like you're saying, I think it's so much about that presence and being able to witness the presence of what is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. This is fun. All right. Cause I know that we were going <laughs> to we like pinged it that we were going to talk about relationships and now that that's like coming out because um, so many, I, I know at least for myself, so many like very tangible miracle moments happen in relationship, you know, like mm. being present in, in, in moments where it's so tempting to check out. So like when you think about miracles in that context, I'd be super curious to hear through your lens and your lived experience, what would you consider a miracle in the context of relationship? Oh, I think that's such a beautiful, a beautiful, you know, I think that, gosh, miracles in terms of relationship, like what is a miracle if not learning how to forgive, Mm. if not understanding what love really is, you know, getting getting that opportunity to see maybe that awful relationship with you that you had with a parent from a completely different perspective. You know, one of the things that I continuously see in the records um, in my readings with clients is that we often have the person that we most love and most trust sign up to do the worst things to us in our lifetimes. Ooh, I found that one. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that when we can gain understanding around that, I mean, man, that's life-changing. That's so healing. And to me, that's a miracle, right? Um or forgiveness, you know, coming to see why it is that someone did something to you, why it is that you are learning this life, you know, something in this lifetime. Um, And I think, you know, also when it comes to like romantic relationships, I mean, there's just so much, you know, our, our past lives, things that can come through the records can really help us to understand why we are with the person that we're with. Um, why it is that, you know, that they rub us these wrong ways, that they do these things to us, that we, you know, it's just such an empowering channel for truly understanding relationship. So I don't even know where to go with that. I feel like there's just so much, but I would say like really being under, being able to really understand what love is, you know, because our, our human concept of what love is, is man, it's flaky, it's finicky. And, you know, it's, it's awfully shaky. Right. Yeah. Um, and quite conditional, Yeah. you know, I, basically all of us, I've never met a person who didn't grow up with parents who, you know, loved conditionally, right. You, you do the thing that, that I want you to do and, and I will continue loving you. Um, 
if you go off and do this thing, or you, you know, start learning this sport or craft or whatever, you know, that I don't agree with what's, what's going to happen, you know? Um, and, and in the Akashic records, there's just so much more for us. So I think that's what I would, I would say. <laughs> yeah, that's so beautiful. And it, it's so interesting as you were saying that last piece, you know, the conditionality of love. And then in the Akashic records, there's so much more. It, it's interesting because like, it feels like the Akashic records models that unconditional love in a way, you know, where it's like, no matter what we bring to the records, like you were saying earlier, I can come and be angry and I can come and yell and I can come and be like, what the fuck? And then like, it's all <laughs> held and like it, that feels like just as big a miracle as anything that would come through for our human relationships too, in a way, you know what I mean? hundred percent. I mean, that's why, you know, the simply the energy of the Akashic records are so healing you know, it's, it's when I have a difficult day, sometimes I'll just jump up into the Akashic energy and, and hang for a bit because there's something there. And it's, it's said that, you know, within, within the Akasha, it is pure love. And, and I have, I have experienced, I like different ranges of love when it comes to the metaphysical um, love that was so intense that I literally like lost it was bawling crying just because I knew that like it would end. <laughs> um, but within the Akashic records, it's such a grounding love. You know, it's like all the arms come around you. And I think that is what enables at least me to go into this space and just be totally vulnerable, totally authentic about everything that I'm feeling, where I'm at, and knowing that I will be accepted. You know, yeah. knowing that I'm not going to step on any toes or hurt anyone's ego or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have to worry about that. All I have to do is bring my whole real self, which kind of goes back to like why I think help is that such a powerful prayer? Because like, that's what you have to do when you ask for help, right? Yeah. You have to be vulnerable and open yourself up and hope that you're going to be accepted and loved and taken care of. And I always find that in the Akashic records. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Good job wording right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious, like in your own life and in your own path and in your experience, having that type of relationship with the Akasha and like being in that energetic space and then also working with everything that comes through the Akashic records in the context of relationships. Like I, I, the, there's three questions at once. Cause like the first question, the <laughs> obvious question is how have things changed? But then I'm also like, probably everything's changed. <laughs> so, um, I guess like maybe a more nuanced question would be like, what do you think has been one of the greatest lessons that you have learned from the, from, you know, your relationship with the Akashic records that has then translated to your in real life relationships? 
gosh. So first of all, it's just made me a nicer person. (laughs) (laughs) Hands down. I mean, I joke, but I'm really serious that like you can't be an angry person and be an acrostic record reader. Not that you can't get angry, but like you can't be an angry person. And I came into this lifetime with a lot of anger um, for a number of reasons we won't get into, but when I came to the Akashic Records and over the past couple of years of spending time in the Akashic Records, that anger has like slowly, slowly, slowly just healed, healed, healed. And I think also, you know, like compassion is probably the biggest lesson that I've learned. And to be, you know, I mean, I was a very compassionate person beforehand. I've always been very compassionate. Um, One of my gifts is really being able to like see into people. And so I've always had a lot of compassion, but when you're doing readings for such a wide variety of people and seeing them in all of these different perspectives, you realize there are no bad people. You know, there are hurt people. There are people who come into this lifetime to potentially experience things that that we wouldn't consider good or right. Um, but you know, all of that is is our our judgment toward the, towards those situations outside of what's actually going on. I've just come to realize that my own judgment is is majorly problematic. <laughs> you know, and that continuously the way to lead is with curiosity and to always seek to find compassion. Um, for people in my life, even when I highly disagree with what they're doing, even when I am not vibing with whatever they're, you know, whatever they're about, um, but really just knowing that there's so much more to the picture, you know, the Akashic Records brings in all of the gray and and really removes the black and white, you know? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Well said. Yeah, it reminds me of the like Hindu concept of the the cosmic drama, you know, that like life is this big play and that God is just playing all the parts, you know, <laughs> so the parts that we think are quote unquote good and the parts that we would say are quote unquote bad. Like it's all just like part of this big cosmic drama and God's playing all the parts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, here's the thing, right? Um, so I, I've done a couple of channeled messages about what's happened in Ukraine, you know, and in the midst of this crisis, um, I had someone from Ukraine who'd reached out to me back in February asking me if I could, you know, kind of get a better understanding of what was going on. And this was before um, Russia invaded. But, you know, the thing that continuously comes through um, is just that you look at what is happening and, um, and, and not to worry, we're not going to get political for anyone. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, um, man, Ukraine is playing this beautiful role in showing us that we have grown as, as, as a collective, as a planet. I mean, if this would have happened pre-pandemic, would we really have cared so much? I don't think so. We have really grown. Our hearts now reach out to other hearts who are suffering. And obviously there's so many other people that are suffering on the planet, you know, but the point is, is that what is happening in Ukraine has really not only, at least for me, shown us 
that we are really on a good path. We got a lot, we got far to go, but we are starting to care about other people who really have nothing to do with our daily life. Um, but we also have to recognize that Russia is also doing that. You know, Russia is also a part of showing us that we're caring more, that we're Ooh. more open-hearted. So, you know what I mean? It's like, we want to put this bad, good label on things, but we taking a step back is such a more powerful place to be in realizing that, you know, it's like we, we would never appreciate companionship if we didn't know loneliness. We, we would never love being loved if we didn't know what it was like to be disliked, you know, existing in these polarities is is a frightening place to be. And that's what we're here to experience on Earth. But I think in these times, we're really being called to be more, to, to take a step back, to look at things from a different perspective, and to consider what I call the middle space, which is like the third option, you know, understanding that there's room for both and, um, and that that is, that is where we can, can come together. Um, but what happens for me and 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 that's exactly like that's that has come to me through the akashic records through you know my continued experience doing readings for people and and just seeing this much bigger picture yeah i love what you were saying about you know the the polarity and it being a difficult experience to be in that but also that that's part of what we came here to do because i i couldn't agree more with that 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 is a distinctly human experience that we intentionally came here to have, you know, and uh, to even go a little bit meta on it is like, we can't fully experience and appreciate unity, you know, if we don't also experience this polarity and this like sense of like separation and division and there being two sides to a coin. I, I love and appreciate that perspective. So thank you to your master's teachers and loved ones and to you for translating it. <laughs> that is such an integral part of relating and being in relationship too, you know, like zoomed way out on the global scale, you know, in the context of Ukraine and Russia and, and the rest of the world watching and being involved in all of the things, but also to zoom that way in, that same concept applies to like a partnership or a soul family, you know, it, it's as above, so below kind of situation. 100%, 100%. Yeah, it's really fascinating to me. I was sharing, you know, with you before we kind of started recording, but how the records have really started bringing into my readings, you know, without being asked, without being directed, anything of that nature, just this more whole perspective, you know, it's like, um, I kind of liken it to like, so, uh, when I first started going into the Akashic records, it was kind of like, I would open up a file cabinet, right. Um, and, and, and be able to access that con, uh, you know, that information about myself or, or situation or potentially a person, but now it's like three file cabinets are opening up. So I'm really able to see like the whole picture in regards to why this person is dealing with this thing in their life because of their past lives. Then in addition to how soul family plays a role and how the people in our life are helping us to learn this lesson, helping us to grow and evolve. Because like you said, I mean, I, 
<laughs> I kind of look at it like, and I, it's funny because I always used to say like, it's just a game. It's just a game when I was younger. Um, you know, and then I got to be an adult and I was like, man, this game sucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. The rules um, are changing. <laughs> <laughs> not fair, not fair. Um, <laughs> But, you know, the thing is, is that it really, it really kind of is. Um, and, and that's just when we can better understand that, you know, like I do like full on like family sessions with people where we will just spend like three or four sessions going deep on all of their family members that they have issues with and gaining understanding around where that relationship came from, what it's about, what it's serving, what it's, you know, um, and it's really beautiful. Like when parents come in and, and really, um, I've worked with some pretty intense things. Um, some clients who have children who are very, very sick, um, understanding their, their illnesses, um, in addition to parents who are very sick and potentially passing away. Um, but then also, you know, parents will, often come in and be like, oh my gosh, how do I handle, you know, my child, you know, they're difficult and blah, blah, blah. And, and it's the information that comes through is of course about empowering them to be a better parent for their child, being able to, to see it from a different perspective of how can I help this beautiful, unique spirit be more of who they are in this life, right? Versus how can I get them to obey or, <laughs> you know, right. um, these sorts of things. I think that probably one of the things I love the most about the records is like, it's very different from like some of the other types of readings that I had where like, they don't, they're not going to just be like, yes, no, right, wrong. Like they really want to empower us to make the decision. They will provide all of the context, all of the information, but then we have to make the choice, you know? And I love that because it's never taking our power away. You know, it's just helping to further empower us. Yeah. 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 Well, and and that like is such a, such a gift that I think like the Akashic records gives is by, is not the silver spooning, you know, because if, if we were always getting silvers, like, you know, our lives fixed for us, basically, not that there's anything to fix, but like, for lack of a better word, <laughs> if all of our problems were being, you know, and all of our challenges were being moved through and all of our lessons were being learned for us, then they wouldn't be moved through and they wouldn't be learned. <laughs> you know? so, no. Yeah. It's such a gift that they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you the tools you need, but you're the one that gets it, it. And it's like a privilege and an honor as a human to get to be the one using the tools, even and especially when we're like, fuck this shit. Like, <laughs> I don't want to play this game. The rules are harder than I thought, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it, I think it can be, it's such a privilege to get to be the one feeling the hard feelings as weird as it may sound to say that. No, I'm, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, and, and agree, um, agree, like through gritted teeth because the last two <laughs> weeks have been tough, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but do agree, you know? And, and I think that, I mean, first of all, I don't know about you, but I'd be a train wreck if I didn't have some, some, some guidelines, right. Some, some boundaries around me, if I didn't have some things to work through, if I didn't have some, some challenges to tackle, I think I'd probably just 
I don't know. I could be, a, I could be a lot of trouble. Um, <laughs> you start to make your own a little bit more aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a thing as too much fun? I will figure it out. Um, but you know, too, like when I was young, I used to really think about this concept of like, when you died, you went to heaven for eternity. And I was just like, eternity, like what, what is that? It's like, and, and honestly it was so exhausting and it would also feel like so boring, yes. you know, because the way that I thought about it was like, well, when I die and go to heaven, I'm going to know everything, you know, but then it was like, well, that's not going to be any fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, no, that's why earth is a learning planet. That's what we do here. That's why so many beings want to be here. Um, because we get to learn in the ways that we do. And yes, it so sucks sometimes, but like, you know, there's always rainbow after the storm. So cliche, but so true. Um, I'm sure that you would agree, like your best self, your best, whatever has come after really difficult times, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, uh, just recently I, I would say maybe, so I, I think I was in a, uh, tunnel of th for like two or three weeks before your tunnel may have started. So we've been like, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm like, I was in I, a good part of the tunnel at that point in time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you're like, I've been in the tunnel. I'm like, I feel you. It was like the last couple weeks of, uh, March, like the second half of March, was in a tunnel of deep grief, but the most beautiful poetry I have ever written mm. came out of that experience and like such a deep reverence for the unspeakable parts of life, you know, the things that you really can't put words to because it's not, it's not made for that, <laughs> you know, it's not made for having uh, words put to it, which I think is ironic to say, and I wrote poetry, <laughs> but no, that's, that's that's the nature of poetry. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, look, I'm, I'm also a writer and I also write poetry and actually a friend of mine, who's also a poet, we were talking about this just like two weeks ago about how, you know, poets, I mean, it's like, it's so easy to write gorgeous poetry when you're in pain, It <laughs> is. but when life is like kicking, you're like, well, I don't know, happy flowers. I don't, you know, like you, don't, it just doesn't come as easily, but when you are raw and open and broken, oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so much beauty. I think that's why so many poets, you know, drink so much and all of those things, because that, that extremity just brings out something gorgeous. I think it's just the, the, the authenticity of who we are, right? It strips away all the layers of the like, I need to do good, I need to look good, or I need to make this sound good. Or, you know, when you are broken, you're just like pouring out. You're not even thinking about it. Yeah. 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 So makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. And I think of like, as you're sharing that, I'm thinking of Rumi, who, because it feels like, you know, it's tempting to think of, this spectrum between like deep grief and deep bliss as like a horizontal line. But I think it's much more of a circle and that like when we're at either one of those extremities, like that say all of those characteristics that you just described were like that vulnerability and that pouring out and that openness, it's like opens the door to all of that. Cause I think of Rumi who wrote 
just like gorgeous poetry. And it was so much of it, not all of it, but a lot of it feels like it was coming from that deep bliss place, but it has that same quality of like unspeakable realness as the things that come from the deep grief. And so it feels less like a linear, like horizontal thing to me and much more like a circle, you know, that we're just like, those two sides are so much closer than I think at least I grew up giving them credit for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I can, that, that makes total sense. You know, it's kind of like healing or anything else like that. Like it's cyclical. It's not, it's not a horizontal line. It's yeah. not, not linear, you know? Yeah. So a question that pops in that kind of brings it back around to the Akashic Records is I would imagine that like your journey with the Akashic Records has also not been linear. <laughs> Just a hunch. <laughs> Just, <laughs> um, so like as you got into working with your master's teachers and loved ones, was it an immediate like, yes, this is for me. I'm all in all, all, all day, every day, let's do this. Or was it more of a, like, you know, meandering path inward? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, when I came across the thing, I had this, um, <laughs> I joke, I had this like legit, like Hollywood movie type moment when I came across the words Akashic Records for the first time. It was time stood still, you know, it was just like, I felt like I had found home. I, I, I was just like, yeah, everything stopped. Um, but then of course I looked into what the Akashic Records are and I was like, okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. But this is like at the very beginning, um, of my metaphysical awakening is what I call it. Um, cause I'd always been a very spiritual person, but this was like my metaphysical awakening. And, um, and I didn't really like, I didn't have context for, for what it is, you know, the Akashic records are everything, you know, like yeah. everything exists in the Akashic records. Um, and because everything is energy, everything has an Akashic record and, you know, past, present, future. And you really think about that for forever, by the way. So like, that's huge to take into any kind of consideration. Um, I always try and bring it back down to ground by being like, you know, Apple cloud, <laughs> oh, yeah. very similar um, in that. <laughs> Whoa. I never thought about that. That like our like human invention of the cloud is basically like our, you know, recapitulation of the Akashic records. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's so cool too, because science has discovered the Akashic records. They obviously don't call it that. It's like the field of quantum information or something. Um, and, and, you know, who knows what will happen with that in the future. But when I first came across it, it was really one of those things that pulled me in, but I just pushed it away, pushed it away. Um, and, it just kept coming, you know, and then I got Linda Howe's book, How to Read the Akashic Records, yeah. um, read like three fourths of it in one day, went into the records like two days later when my partner went to work and it was like, I didn't know what was happening, but it definitely grabbed me, pulled me in. Um, I pre very quickly like uh, booked a session with a reader because I wanted to experience it from that angle. And I also was curious to find out like why I was so drawn. Um, and it turns out I've been reading the records for lifetimes um, and wow. was going, it's going to be a very huge tool in this particular lifetime for me. 
Um, but, uh, and then of course I had to, you know, satisfy my inner nerd and I signed up for a couple of courses and did that. Um, but I, I really like the courses were, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've found this, but I feel like so many courses out there, it's like, they throw tons of information at you in a really short amount of time. And then they're just like, okay, go, yeah, (laughs) go, go take this and put this into action. And you're like, what do I do with this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The it's, information overload is, is super real. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's not, you, you don't get a lot of time to practice it. You don't, and the Akashic records are pretty esoteric, you know, and, and, and if you're not like, like some folks, like with my, my students now, my students who uh, like folks who come in, who like maybe come from a Reiki background or something of that nature, they grasp it much faster. They understand how to communicate with energy, which is what I really consider, you know, one to be doing when communicating with the Akashic records is learning how to communicate with energy. Um, And so those who are a bit more adept kind of jump on board a little faster, but those like me who had, you know, no real background um, to it are just kind of like, what's going on? And, you know, after those courses, like I just kept showing up and, and kept trying and, um, and thankfully I was able to find um, a, a, a few people who are Akashic readers who are, you know, had been doing it for um, a couple of years and just kind of like latched onto them um, to ask all the questions and share things. Um, But certainly, so I started reading at the beginning of 2020 and through the midst of 2020, it was kind of like this, especially the earlier parts, like a very back and forth, um, letting go, holding on, letting go, holding on. And then I really kind of started um, in the the later part of summer. Uh, they my guys started sharing like, okay, so um, you're gonna start reading for people a lot more because I had never like when I bought the the book on Linda Howe, you know how to read. I didn't even read the section for like how to read for other people. Like I had zero interest in all of that. <laughs> um, I owned a marketing agency for ten years and have this super practical analytical part of myself. Um, and so, yeah, but it was one of these things where like, they're like, you're going to start reading for people more. So I was like doing free readings for people and offering that up. And I just thought that they were wanting me to like strengthen my own relationship, you know, with them. And then they were like, you're going to start doing the monthly forecast for your podcast. And I was like, what? That was really (laughs) a scary step for me. Cause I was like, I mean, I was, you know, all kinds of freaked out. I like, published mine. And then of course I was like bouncing around like everyone else's like, Oh gosh, does it, does it align? Does it sound okay? You know, um, you self worth is such a huge topic when it comes to working with the metaphysical and, um, yeah. And by like the, the fall of 2020, my guide started showing me this, like how my life was going to completely change, completely transform. I was going to be leaving my agency. I was going to be stepping into this role of a spiritual guide. I was going to be doing Akashic record readings. I was going to be, um, yeah, everything was going to change. And I was just like, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I, I really was like, not here for it. Wasn't interested. I was made great money in my agency. Very comfortable talking about that at parties. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, and just no, um, I tantrumed for about four months. 
finally was just like, okay, I'm going to throw it on my website. I'm not advertising it. I'm not anything. Um, cause they were like, no more free readings. It's time. And they started bringing people to me. Um, and I mean, it has been such a journey. Like 2021 was, oh gosh, we would need millions of podcasts just to try and explain what the heck happened last year. <laughs> I feel but yeah. like that's a vibe for so many people that I've talked to, um, in the last like several months was like, yeah, there was this huge recalibration in 2021. So you're not alone. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the hardest year of my life, hands mm-hmm. down, hands down. I mean, Pluto was not only like, um, squaring off with Pluto, my natal Pluto, but it was also sitting on my South node wow. and that was painful, painful. So literally for like two years, I mean, who I was at the end of 2018 is a completely different person yeah. than who I was by 2020 even. Yeah. Um, but it just completely, I mean, stripped, stripped off and, and yeah, you know, I think when, when I started doing a lot of readings for people, um, I just, I was like, are you kidding me? This is the most incredible, amazing. I enjoy marketing. Um, and I loved working with folks and helping them bring their businesses to life and those sorts of things. But the amount of fulfillment that I get from my work now, like I never even imagined that I would be able to give of myself in these ways. Mm. Um, and the, the thing that, I mean, what I call it is the difference between, you know, that faded path and your soul path, right? You can find happiness on your, on your faded path. Uh, you can find, um, success, all of those things, but the soul path is like, you know, that's where I think true fulfillment is and, and making that leap is not easy and yeah, it's, it's painful, but you know, the universe honors the bold. So yeah. Worth it. Yeah. Nice work. Way to make the transition. <laughs> I honestly had no choice. Like my agency just stopped working. <laughs> it's so funny how that happens. That like, yeah, the universe is so good at that. It gives like a doorway, you know, they're like, okay, here's the doorway. You're going to walk through it. And you're like, nope. Like bracing against the walls of the door, you know, like not going to go through it. And they're like, all right, fine. Then we're going to take the door frame out so that you have to fall through and give you a nice little kick in the butt. And it's like, okay, I guess now I, yeah, I guess I was, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. I would like to take credit, but I really can't. Yeah. (laughs) I had no choice. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, I think it's been like a continued, I I like fully, fully, um, fully committed, uh, in November last year on my birthday and was just like, okay, fully committing to this. I am all in whatever may be. Cause I, this is my third business and, um, and building this business is completely different from anything that I've ever done before. And, uh, my, my second business was where I really, man, I found a a piece of my purpose there for like the first time in my life. So when that business didn't work out, that was just, that was probably the largest heartbreak of my life. And so to put myself out there and commit to going for something again was like, that was not easy, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but 
I'm so thankful that I did. And, and the universe just continues to, to show off and, and let me know, you know, it's, it's not an easy ride, but, um, they just continually show me I'm where I'm supposed to be. And the work that I get to do, I'm just, I'm so insanely honored. I walk away from every reading, just being blown away that, that I get to do that. And I'm just enormously thankful. Um, and now that I've like also stepped into teaching, which I actually started back in the middle of 2021. I mean, it's so crazy. Cause like, I always wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> yeah. That's I was like this awesome. nerdy little kid who would take home all the teachers, like discarded things and like <laughs> use them and subject my poor friends to like playing class. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to see, you know, because I love doing readings for people, but to get to empower other people to step into this is yeah. like, man, when, when my workshops, um, I've been doing monthly workshops and I don't like sleep the night of a workshop. Cause I'm so high when I get out of my workshops, it's just like, ah, I That's love, awesome. love, love it. Yeah. So if people want to come and, and be a part of it, where, yeah. Where so I do <laughs> a monthly workshop <laughs> called, yeah, yeah. It's called access the Akashic records. And I've been offering it monthly. I may be taking a month off in May because I am really dedicating myself to this course, Access the Akashic Records, that um, that I have been working on since the middle of last year, um, back in 2021. It's, it's the course that I would have wanted to take. It's the course that has all kinds of different perspectives. It doesn't put, you know, guidelines around what is and isn't right, what someone can and can't do. Um, it's really about you accessing your Akashic soul. And I'm going to, I'm going to be bringing in like lots of other practitioners to really show that there's such a wide variety in how different people read. Um, we're going to be like entering, you know, accessing the Akashic records with a bunch of different prayers, different ways. So people can see what the variety is, um, because different prayers access different parts of the Akashic and just, I mean, it's just going to be fun and Ooh. people are going to actually walk away really feeling empowered and ready to take this on their own, which was never something that I walked away from, not just my Akashic training, but you know, like my Reiki trainings. Like, I mean, yeah, I want folks to walk away and be like, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Beautiful. That's a beautiful gift to give everybody <laughs> because like that ability to feel that sense of personal sovereignty and personal power is a huge, huge gift that your work is passing on. So thank you for passing it on. <laughs> my pleasure. My pleasure. Like I said, I mean, it's, I, I just, I can't even express how much joy I gain in watching people like realize they're accessing the records and realize that they're communicating, you know, with the spiritual world and they start believing in themselves. And yeah, I, I, I could geek out on it for a while, but yeah. it's, it's, it gets me all kinds of, all the feels. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So if someone wants to do a reading, just head to your, head to your website. Is that the best? Yeah. Like, Anna Hendricks. Or... A-H-N-A-H-E-N-D-R-I-X.com. And yes, everything is there. Um, my events are there. So if there is an upcoming workshop, that information will be there. Um, in addition to when my course goes live, make sure to sign up for my 
newsletter community. Um, I share lots of resources there, lots of different channelings and promotions that I don't share anywhere else. Um, but yeah, home base is the website. I am on social media, but right now I'm really just um, focusing on my podcast, um, Facebook and Instagram, because I, you know, trying to declutter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you. Distraction. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and yeah, my my podcast is called the Soul Driven Podcast, and um, very similar to your beautiful podcast, um, we explore the intersection between living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. So, mm. well, good said. place to that's geek out on cool. on things as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that is such a cool intersection to explore because it's one that like we all we all live within this world, <laughs> you know, even if we may not necessarily self-identify as like with more of the like masculine energies, like we're still living and walking and breathing in this world that, that, you know, places a lot of value, um, on the masculine versus the feminine, but bada, 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 not that there's a versus, but you know, <laughs> I think that like the awareness that we're, living and operating within the, within the, you know, creative constraints of this world, <laughs> the creative, totally. the patriarchy and everything is like a very helpful intersection to be exploring. That's super cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, is, um, for me, like I've always been equal parts, soulful, spiritual, and then also just super ambitious type yeah. a <laughs> yeah. problematic at times, but you know, I love all the flowery, whatever spiritual stuff, but if I can't use it in my real life, I don't have, I don't have any need for it, you know? Um, and I just think it's so important that, that those of us who work within the metaphysical, that we're able to bring that down to planet earth for folks, because people are so hungry. And, you know, my, my bigger mission is really to introduce people to their spirituality, you know, um, whatever that is, whether it's through the Akashic records or through a different modality, or, you know, when I say spirituality, I mean like coming home to self, you know, that God that's within us all. Um, and like you do this with your podcast as well, you know, you have on all these different kinds of folks and, and I'm sure for you, similarly, you're, you just hope that it sparks the flame in someone else. And they're like, 100%. Oh my gosh, I love this. Let me go learn about it. And let me, this is, might be my new thing or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and that will change their life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 1000%. Ah, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing in the world and all of the magic that you shared with everybody today. Like so many just pearls of human beauty <laughs> so in word form. So thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you.